0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Save, Continue podcast, where every week we get together and talk about video games and video game related stuff. I'm Shanae Howard. This is Tommy Shelby. Hello. This is Ryan Robinson.
1: Uh, Greetings and salutations.
0: And how are you guys?
1: Doing good. Doing real
2: good. I'm not too bad. Uh,
0: What have you been playing lately?
2: So much. So much.
0: Throw some names at me.
2: So, I hooked up your Wii U. All right. Which uh, led me to purchase way too many virtual console games. So, like, the Wii U li- the Wii U's library is excellent if you want to play old games. <laughs> <laughs> what have you uh, been playing? <clears throat> so, I played through <clears throat> Sin and Punishment. Mm-hmm. Played through Star Fox 64. Mm-hmm. Played through Wave Race 64. Mm-hmm. Got... About halfway through Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Uh Metroid Zero Mission played through WarioWare Inc. Ooh. And I think that's... It. Oh, and I've been playing uh, NES Remix on there. Uh So that's it for Wii U. And then, so for uh my daughter's birthday, which was last week, I bought her a Switch Lite. Rad. And I liked it so much that I went out and got myself one.
1: So wait, oh. this is a three-switch household now.
2: Yeah, it's soon to be a four-switch household. Cool, so that's
1: <laughs> the <laughs> coolest house in the neighborhood. That's man. Switch
2: light, if you guys want to screw around with that. Is
1: my is that gray? That yeah, yeah
0: okay. I, I like it. I was at, I thought it was uh, at first just a regular switch with a cover over it when yeah. I first uh, sneaked a peek at it, but uh, this feels good.
2: It feels good. So she. Uh, I mean, the it the feels a little. One?
0: It feels obviously tinier, like because I'm used to playing the regular switch what right was now. Was
1: that one ninety nine?
2: Yeah, well, okay, so she wanted the blue one, and after I got my hands on the thing, I was like, this feels really good. It's really light, uh,
1: true, true to its name.
2: Well, you like the Joy-Con. There's no Joy-Cons, right? It's one solid piece. Oh wait, so, so you don't I have to worry about that Joy-Con, like, there's disconnecting? There's no wiggle there, you know? There's one so- you don't feel the wiggle of the Joy-Cons. There's a D-pad. The oh buttons yeah. are about the same size, but they're squishier, mm-hmm. so I like the squishy buttons, and the sticks are exactly the same size. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they're the exact same sticks. Um, but because the screen is slightly smaller, mm-hmm. pixel density is, uh, like, it's the same pixel density. So, like, no, same resolution, greater pixel density because of a smaller screen. Yeah. So it looks better. Uh, so, yeah, it's cool. Very cool, I like it. So because of that, I, I figured I'd get a couple... New games on there, because I haven't really played Switch in a long time. Uh, So I picked up Cadence of Hyrule. That's a lot of fun. And Katana Zero is a lot of fun. Especially if you feel like Hotline Miami, play Katana Zero.
1: Who made that Katana Zero?
2: I don't know. I haven't really looked into that. that, But, like, Katana Zero is a better Hotline Miami game than Hotline Miami 2. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I've been playing just a ridiculous amount of things. Still tipping away at Devil May Cry 5. Like...
1: ASCII soft. Yeah, i have just been playing a lot, a lot of games. Mm.
0: What well, about you, Ryan?
1: Uh, last week I played this game called uh, Get My Wisdom Tooth Cut Out of My Head.
0: Ah. That and that did was, you get the uh, high score for that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun game for me. Did, <laughs> did you platinum it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Death Stranding, mm. which is, uh, I'll save that. I have a lot of thoughts that I'll save for another time.
0: But well, we're g- getting our new TV soon, so yeah. Let me let me play a little bit of that, and then let's talk about it together.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been having so I'll I'll say as much as this. I don't know how much I was expecting to like that game, and initially, I don't know that I was actually that I was liking that game. Uh, but now, uh, I think I've got thirty hours in, and I really like that game mm. uh, quite a bit. Um. Also, uh as of last night, I started I returned to two different games. Um I'm returning to Mortal Kombat. Um and I'm I'm practicing with a character that I haven't ever really played as. The uh, Joker baby? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: that's him. But uh <laughs> uh but no, I'm playing some Mortal Kombat still, still grinding on Tekken like pretty regularly. Um very excited for next month because it's going to be all Street Fighter all the time in my house uh, mm-hmm. next month. And I also uh, installed uh, Dying Light last night, which is a game I haven't played since it came out six years ago. Yeah. Um, that game is still real cool. I like it a lot.
2: So no confirmation yet, but uh, some Canadian retailer leaked <laughs> Street Fighter Five Champion Edition for Switch. Uh oh. Still don't know if that's true or not, but Uh-oh. I don't know why they would make it up. Right uh oh. So. I
1: wonder if that means I gotta buy two
2: versions. So that's again. interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy two versions. I mean, I'd rather play that on PC or con or like a regular console. But sure,
1: but when I go to work, I can play yeah. Street Fighter Five at work. You that can do sounds- that on your
2: yeah sure sure
1: sure. So that sounds that sounds like an attractive proposition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's been mostly it for the uh, for the most part. I uh I'm working on a few little little uh little things mm-hmm. that I will unveil at a later time. Mm-hmm. But uh other than that, kinda just uh even keeled right now. So even keeled Mm-hmm.
0: Uh um. say
1: Jeff Keelied. Yeah. The Jeff Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> I would not play That's that
0: true. game. Uh so Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC came out.
2: Yeah, remind me what that's all about.
1: <laughs> um, See what I did there, Sinead.
0: Yeah, I did. It, the The name of the DLC is Remind. So yeah, I, uh, I obviously I was excited about it. I talked about it multiple times. So I you? knew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't surprising. think I've ever heard you mention that. Not once. Yeah. Uh so I have something that I think y'all will find funny about it. Okay. So I, you know, was excited. I didn't really want to see what was terribly, like, in it because I was just, like, I wanted some of it to be a surprise. Yeah. Have you
1: played the other Kingdom Hearts games?
0: Yeah, once or twice. Um, (laughs) And it added, like, there was, like, along with the DLC that was, like, 30 bucks, there was a lot of free stuff also given, like, as far as updates came out. And so some of the stuff you got for free... Which I think is good. I'm glad that some of it, like, you know, just, here, you don't have to pay for it. This is, like, you can still get this. and Square
2: Enix and Disney can afford that, yeah.
1: That's a lot of money, you know?
0: Yeah, well, like, you got, like, old Keyblades and, like, updates to, like, the story and stuff. So, I, half of the DLC, like, I really enjoyed and I played through. And then the other half is, like, Fighting the Organization 13 members in this like simulated thing as like Sora, and all of the members, like their attacks are updated and they're enhanced, so they're like faster, stronger, and stuff like that.
1: Okay, doing some VR missions. In
0: there. I have not been able to beat a single fucking one. Mm. It's and then, like, I remember I've, you
2: said you wished it was harder. Yeah, you did say that. Well, you asked for this.
0: Oh, yeah. A lot of people did. And, like, a lot of people are really happy because a lot of the fights, mm. like, the songs are, like, they're old songs. Or, like, there's a lot of, like, just nods to, like, if you enjoyed the series, like, things back to them. Um, I think, <laughs> like, what?
2: Did nothing. Yes, your wording on that was funny.
0: Okay. I, I don't know what I, how I worded it. But, okay. Uh, So, there's... A lot of things that I think that they did to, like, really make <laughs> people happy, and I've heard a lot of really positive feedback as far as when I looked online. Yeah. yeah. But I was getting really frustrated because I was going from, like, fight to fight, trying it a couple times, trying a couple different ways, like, and yet, like, each fucking one of these and not being able to beat a single fucking one.
1: So what are you what are you fighting here? Like uh,
0: Organization f- 13 members. Those are the
1: black guys, right?
0: Uh, The guys in the black uh, cloaks. <laughs>
1: See, th- those are two <laughs> different things. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, the guys in the black clothes. <laughs> but I, um, so I start, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to like st- step back. I'm going to keep playing some more Fire Emblem. And then I'm going to watch some videos and see how other people have beat them. And like what people feel like, you know, get stuff about, ba- like step back, do something I'm actually good at, feel better at myself and go back to it. Chanae, and quick. I've come across a couple of videos. What's yeah, a, go ahead.
1: What's an organization 13?
0: They're uh, for all intents and purposes the bad guys of the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise.
1: Okay, but not completely <laughs> bad. They're uh, not mad. Some
0: bad. of them are. Some of them aren't.
2: Right. So if some of them aren't, so they're, the they're an- not completely They're the bad. antagonist.
0: I see. They're yeah. the antagonist of the entire series. Okay. So you're. So I was watching some videos, and a lot of people like put up videos like the s- same day it dropped. And, of course, and a lot of these like, well, this is the first time I'm playing through these, so there's probably better ways to fight. But, like, I just want to show you guys what the fights look like. Right. And they're just, like, beating every single boss, like, effortlessly. Oh. And I'm just like, go fuck yourself. That
1: sounds like something Absquatchula would do.
0: Oh, God. I, pro- it, I probably probably is, like, him and other different channels, just bragging about how great he is in it. Probably not. Uh, You're great Abs.
1: He's a, he's a humble guy. I don't is. know. Does Abs play with Kingdom <laughs> Heart? Nah. Yeah. He's playing grown-up games.
0: He played. No. Ju- he played just the DLC and is great at it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's been a little frustrating because I have been excited about it and I'm just not good at it.
1: Really, you just gotta practice, man.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some more and then keep trying to be at it. But um, just going back to
1: you got
2: through that God of War. Remember you were having problems with that. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. I did
0: do it. I did not struggle as much as I am with this DLC, but yes. Um,
1: Kingdom Hearts is harder than God of War. You're saying it right here, right now?
0: The DLC is, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but also, God of War is not the m- most challenging game in the entire world.
2: I heard a lot of people complain about fighting, what, Valkyries or something like that? Yeah, that Valkyries
0: were hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's for easy. sure.
1: Uh, I, I fought the same one for about two hours. So Kingdom Hearts is harder than that, huh?
0: Probably, th- like... An-
2: answer the question, Snay.
0: No, I mean I'm not gonna answer (laughs) this answer no question because like some of Valkyries were not that hard, but in general, (laughs) the Valkyries did move a lot slower.
2: I like to press you on the hard issues.
0: Then, um, all of the (laughs) Kingdom Hearts fights, and like that's that's one of the things that like trips me up and why I have like trouble some games is just like it moves like 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 I've been playing a lot of Smash lately. Nice. Uh, I've been having a coworker come over after work. Uh, I've been playing with Corrin. Corin.
2: Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Corin Mm-hmm. So what is that? Fire Emblem.
0: Um, I like but that. Like,
2: weird Fire Emblem? Like, it has, like, the, the yeah. spiky
0: thing that can help, mm-hmm. and I'm a jumpy character, and I, like, jump around a lot. But one the of the
2: better Fire Emblem characters in that game.
0: So, I, I know a lot of people are mad about the new Fire Emblem character being in the uh, next, like, going to be in the next Smash character, because you're like...
2: Then make your own game, you know?
1: Making video games is hard, but people who
0: are into Fire Emblem are really excited. But
1: I imagine they would be.
0: Um, I don't know. A lot of the Valkyries just, like I said, move a little, move slower, and I think it's like a little bit easier to time because, like, for me personally, just because, um, like when things move fast, I just have a hard time keeping up. Like that's part of. But the reason I brought Smash is like quite often in Smash, my biggest problem is I lose track of my character. Sure. So then I start looking at the names, and then I get like we play with all the items. So then I have like helpers, and That's I think that I'm like fighting somebody, but it's just like one of my helpers.
1: That's not mm-hmm. tournament legal, Shanae. Uh,
2: and assist trophy is that what you mean by helper? Like one of the other characters?
0: Yeah, like you get the little thing, yeah. like thing, like the guy in like the snow globe, and you mm-hmm. throw it up, yeah. and then get a character, or you get like a Pokemon yeah, right. out of a Pokeball. So like those little assist people, and like. I, I'll think that's me, but I'm like, oh shit, that's not me. Um, so when things move really fast, I just, sometimes I have a really hard time, like, keeping up. So, I think, for me personally, probably, is, I'd say, like, the DLC for Kingdom Hearts, the, the limit cut episodes, is what they're called, is harder than the Valkyrie fights in God of War.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Um... Uh, it's probably also because I haven't played Kingdom Hearts in a hot second. I think I might go back and, like, play some and then go back to the Limit Cup. So, it's and see if like me getting, the c- remembering the controls and how I like to f- fight, like, would also help. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, then I went back to Final Emblem because I do love that game and I'm great at it.
2: Okay. Well, uh, you're great at it. Are you playing on a harder difficulty now? Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. How do you quantify uh skill with that? Efficiency.
0: Oh uh, with fire Emblem?
2: Yeah. Power. Turns, um lower, less turns.
0: Less turns is probably the easiest way. Okay. Um but also it just kind of depends on how you like to fight.
1: Are you aware of the par for each map?
0: No, there's no par.
1: Oh, that's such a good idea though.
0: But there is like some maps where you have I'm to I'm going to throw
1: th- that in the next game. In the next fire Emblem game, put a par on that some bit. Yeah.
0: Well, there's some map or some uh matches or fights that you do have to beat it within, like, underneath 25 turns or 10 turns or whatever. So some of them do have limits on them as right. far as, right, like... Right, right, right. But there's no, like, oh, this is the best you could be at this, like, par for the course. But um, it also also just depends on, like, how you like to play, like, what is your kind of goal in these fights. Because you can say that you're really good and, like, do, like, 12 turns, but you only have one character on the field. Okay. Uh, so... Meanwhile, like, cause you can, cause like some of them will have like a, so all of them have a cap of how many characters can be on the map, but you can always go underneath that level. So if you want to like two man a fight, you can.
1: Is the cap uh, variable or is it the same across it, the board?
0: Uh, it's varies depending on which fight. Some fights you'll have 11, some you'll have eight, some you'll have uh, like, if it's like a parallel, uh, they call them paralogue battles and they're like if you have a certain like support level of the character, then like these will pop up, and like some of them, it's just like you and like two other people fighting against like uh, like a pass.
1: I have a follow up question: uh, Is the enemy uh, subject to the same st- the same stipulations, or do they c- they can just have however many while you're limited?
0: Uh, each map is is not procedural generated like it is like. These are the characters for this map.
1: Right, but what I'm so saying is, like, can they have this, th- are they limited to the same number that you are?
0: No. Okay. Like, quite often they are more than you. Wow. So, like, sometimes, like, uh, I just played a map where there was only 10 of us, but there was 35 of them. Okay. <clears throat> um, and sometimes, like, you have two different factions, like, fighting against you, so, but they're also fighting against each other. Okay. So, but you get more points the more that you kill.
1: Like the more oops, the more enemy units you kill, you get more points. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like if they if you defeat both teams before the other team could defeat characters from both teams, get better rewards. So that does bring me into what I wanted to talk about today, which is fire emblem.
1: Good segue. Yeah. Segue into fire emblem by talking about fire emblem.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm a master of them. And uh, we've talked before how we want to talk like more deep into just one game as far as a topic. Sure. And considering how much I love Kingdom Hearts and, I'm st- and the moment I hit a bump in the road, I'm just like, take me back, Fire Emblem. I miss you. Like really just kind of points how much I do really enjoy this game. And I just wanted to talk about it. And okay. like maybe I might say a couple things that are spoilery, but I try to will try to be as high level as possible. Okay. Was still um, explaining it. And I also wanted to give actual tips and tricks because since I complained about it not too long ago.
1: Shanae, uh, according to the FCC regulations, we are legally obligated to say spoiler warning at
0: this mm. point. Mm. So are we? Say it. Spoiler warning.
1: Okay. So, how many run throughs of this game have you done so far? I'm on my third. Okay. And you're doing a different house each time.
0: I yeah. See. Okay. Uh, but one of the houses has two different uh, routes you can take. I mean, technically, one, yeah, no, oh, not not fear the deer. Uh, it's the uh, black, uh, black eagles, it's Edelgard's one. Okay, I mean, technically, you can have different endings, uh, with like any of them, but like generally, they're the same. I guess just depends on who died.
1: Wait, hold on. So the ending is is generally the same regardless of which house you pick?
0: No, if like you, say I pick I play like three times with like Golden oh, I Deer. See.
1: I see. So each house has an ending.
0: Yeah, like each right. house has an ending except for like guards is like has a very split like if you make this decision, it will affect the storyline. Okay. Like mm-hmm. an actual like warning for it. I see. The rest of them it only alters by like who's dead or not.
1: I see. Okay. Um
0: mm-hmm. But first, I just kind of wanted to start off with like what the general story begins with. Okay. So you are in a uh, land. Why? I of course, as soon as I start talking about, my mind blanks. It's called uh, either Fertileland or Fergus. Why am I blanking?
1: Want me to Google it for you? Yes, please. Uh,
2: Ferguson, Fer-Gwad. Uh
0: so, Yeah, it's it's Farquad. So you start in the land of Farquad. And <laughs> uh, there's like um, similar to the name Three Houses. There's kind of like four major factions. There's like the Empire. There's like uh, the Kingdom. I think it's I think it's Fergusland.
1: Fodland. Fodlan. 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 Uh Then what's the
0: kingdom? What, is it the Kingdom of, of Fergus then?
1: I don't know. It just says Fodlan. the
0: knights. Because there's like a knights one. That's where the blue lions come through. Okay. And then there's the Lancaster. Uh, Alliance, which is where the deer comes from, the black eagles comes from the Empire, and the Knights of, I guess, Fergus, or <laughs> Foreland is, like, the blue eagles. Fortnite. Yeah. And so... But <laughs> but the game starts off with, like, you are just with your dad. His name's Gerald.
1: Like a good dad.
0: Um, You kind of wake up, like, generally... All right, so but it starts off, actually, with you, just, like, kind of in a dream. You're talking to this, like, green-haired girl wake up hang out with your dad for a second and then uh, these three people uh, these people come up and they're just like hey we're from the academy there's like things outside they're gonna try and wreck shit say like help us yeah. So you start your first fight kind of get your mechanics of it and then you get invited to come to the officers Academy where your dad you find out that your dad used to work right um, at, with the church in Ger- in the main area is called Garrig Mach and it is run by the Church of Saros which has spread all over the continent of Portland and is like a main driving force in the entire story. And you get there, and then you get to meet all the students, and then you got to choose. And then the Lady Rhea, who is the the, um, archbishop of the church, she also has uh, green hair. Uh, You find out there's like two other people that are in the church that you can eventually get to recruit. And um, depending on which house you have, uh, and, like, so you talk to her, find out that your dad used to, like, be one of the knights that, like, protected her, was, like, a really high officer, you never knew any of this, you find out that you don't know when your birthday is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not really, Um, you don't really know much about yourself or your past, Um, you're pretty, like, robotic.
1: I've got anime amnesia,
0: got it. Yeah, but, like, you also just have known this about yourself, like, that your dad has never told you your birthday. Oh, I see. (laughs) Uh, And, like, you're just like, eh, it's fine. You know,
1: if you never tell them when their birthday is, they never expect presents.
0: Yeah, that's basically where you're at with this. And so then you get to meet everybody, and then you get to pick which house, because the archbishop has decided that you're going to be a teacher to one of these houses.
1: Wait, so the arch, okay, the archbishop decides you're a teacher.
0: Yep, and then you get to pick which house you want to teach. After you meet them all and decide which kids are... Least worst kids. That's
1: that Lady Rhea person. Yep. Okay. So. Who you romance at some point.
0: Uh, no. Hmm. No, not her. Okay. No, there's a... Just the students. There's a, uh... Not just the students. You can also (laughs) romance some of the other teachers. Because it's a Fire Emblem game. And in case you didn't notice, you can romance a lot of people in it.
1: I'm not really familiar with the franchise to that level.
0: So, normally in past Fire Emblem games, as you go through, you collect people. And as, like... and then, like, you go across towns and stuff. And, like, a lot of times you will have a decision where you can only take this p- character or this character. I see. And, like, you have to do something and choose which one then. This game, you get your team set up already depending on which house you want. So, um, with the Black Eagles, a lot of them are magic users. With um, with Golden Deer, a lot of them are ranged <coughs> fighters. And then uh, with Blue Lions, they are all, like, close combat for the most part. Okay. I mean, there, you can get a couple of characters that don't fall in that, but most of them are there. Like, that's your general thing. Mm-hmm.
1: So, it sounds to me like your choice <coughs> of house is going to depend on what kind of unit you like.
0: Uh, if Yeah. Or, I yeah. mean, it would, would, but also just depends on, like, who you want to play. Because with be- that being said, you are teaching in this monastery. You're in here day in, day out. And they do a, we've talked about before, like, a persona-like calendar where, like, you can do certain things on the weekends, and then throughout the week, like, you'll get different stuff, and at the end of every month, there's, like, a major battle, and it follows that trend. But you can go through, and, and with other Fire Emblem games, and this game included, you can do support levels, which is, like, how much that person likes you, and with this one, every time you hit a support level, you if it's, like, between two uh, non-playable characters, then you have to go into your journal, click them, and watch their support, like, conversation. If you do do that, which I did like halfway through my first run, then they won't build support. So you have to go in and pick those. So you, th-
1: ha- you have to help them foster relationships.
0: Yeah. So, um, so tips and tricks there. Make sure you always check your journal to do those conversations because otherwise they will not build up and it'll be halfway through the game and realize, hey, why is everybody not even at level C when they can go up to level A? Like it's been multiple fights, multiple tea parties, sure. multiple dining experiences, and no one's leveled up. Right. Except for me with a few characters. So if it is also very similar uh, in sometimes to like you and the students. But most of the time, if you get to a level, if you then walk around the monastery and it marks it on a little map you have, like it'll be like a conversation bubble in an area and you go to that area, then it'll prompt a conversation between you and that character and that's how you build it up. So if you've done everything, um, so if you have a chance to explore the monastery and you see those... Those bubbles, you may have used up, like, you may have done everything else, but if you leave, then you just miss all those opportunities to build your support levels. Okay. Um, I mean, later you can go back and do them, but it's just going to take more time later and, like, you could have already built another level. Yeah. So, always look at your supports. If you see a little exclamation point by it, go and check it out and see what you need to do about it. A lot of them will tell you, like, if you, like, are, like, if you, in this journal where you have, like, the list of your students and stuff... And, like, your support levels, like, it'll have there. And i will say, like, hey, you need to have a conversation to deepen this bond. But, um, and that's a really good way. Like, that is actually, like, a really important way to also get to recruit people. Because most of the time when you go and, like, say you see, like, say you pick the Blue Lions, like I am right now. And I really want another magic user. I have to either have specific stats they want, which I have to have, like, Which, as your character, any of the characters, you have, like, your 9 to, like, 12, like, different stats. And it says, like, you need to get certain stats to a level. And otherwise, they're not going to join your house. But you can completely bypass that by getting them to like you. So you can invite them to lunches. You can give them gifts. You can have tea parties. And as long as it's to level B, I think, then you can just invite them and they'll join your house.
1: I have a question. Can you ever say something to someone that negatively impacts your relationship with them?
0: Yes. Okay. It doesn't happen super often, um. but what mostly happens is, like, you'll have options of what to say, and one of them just will not give you a support at all, and only one of the answers will give you that. Um, There are gifts that you can give to people that they hate, and that will uh negatively affect your support levels.
2: Like a... Uh- like if someone was to gift you a fedora,
0: yeah, I get negative points. Sure, uh,
1: I mean, sure. but that's also a gift that you know keeps on you, giving. Well, I just think that. Well, it just depends.
0: <laughs> a, it depends <laughs> on the person. Like it's one a gift
1: that I think is very, very thoughtful. And even if I don't, even well, not me per se, but even if a person doesn't yeah, typically, fire emblem right, not you. Even if the person, even if the fire emblem character doesn't typically wear fedoras, maybe they can integrate them into their style because it's a nice gift. And it's very much appreciated. Sure.
0: The ones that are negative are not negative for each character though, because like some characters are really like, like our healer. Let's do like one of our healer characters, for example. One of them's like really likes gardening. She's super nice, sweet. If you try to give her anything like weapons related, she's not gonna like it, and she's. Uh, what's, she,
1: what's she there for? She's in a fire emblem game.
0: Uh, to heal, heal.
1: Yeah, Give her band aids. Give her band aids.
2: Um,
0: or adhesive, adhesive to warp people stroke. across the map. Cool. they can also do that. Like, so if you have a character that packs a punch, but they're very slow moving, you can. Uh, there's certain characters that have a warp ability where you can just, like, yeah, you're across the map. Just take everybody out while the rest just walk over there.
1: Yeah, oh, I see. Turn. This is turn based, right? Yes. Okay. <coughs> um. Grid based, turn based. I see. Okay.
0: I kind of skipped over a little bit of other things. But yeah, so <clears throat> like other games, support levels are important. There is different ways to get it because in the monastery, there's a couple of different things that you can do on your days off. Um, one of them is, like I said, exploration, where you explore in the monastery. You can have conversations with people, and sometimes they will give you options. And if you pick the correct option, then your support will boost with them. There is a gardening aspect, which I would highly, highly, highly suggest to do. Depending on how you want to play or what you need to do in your gameplay depends on where you, what you want to plant. And uh, there are guides out there that, like, if you plant different plants together, certain things will grow better.
2: That's new, right? Like, I don't remember that in any, any No, Fire it's Emblem.
0: new. Um, at least to me. I, yeah. have, uh, I, will, I am saying that I'm explaining this with somebody who has not a whole lot of experience with a lot of other Fire Emblem games. So, some of these things I may say may are new, but they're just new to me. Sure, sure. Um, so, but I'm assuming this is new because most often it doesn't, like, stay in one place. If I remember correctly, a lot of mine were, I was, like, moving across the country. Um, you are correct, sir. So, with this, there's a greenhouse, and some of the seeds that you get to plant will grow vegetables and fruits and stuff. And sometimes, like, you'll get flower seeds where it will grow flowers that you can give as, as uh, gifts But um, both of them also have like different um, stat bonuses that you may get from it. Like some like will give a thing that pops out and it's like, oh, if you give this to somebody, then their decks forever will be up to. Things like that. So you can help stat boost. Um, I think that gardening is a little bit underrated because. um, uh, Because I haven't seen a lot of people really talking about like different ways to really push that as a mechanic to help help you. And then there's also a fishing um, oh, okay. uh, thing that you can do as well. And you have to go and you have to get bait. You can't fish without bait. Sure. And with that, uh, another tips and tricks is um, you don't have to reel in the first fish that that uh, tries to bite into your line. You will feel a different vibration, but also the picture of the fish will be a little bit smaller because like you just like. It's like a little animation. You put your line into the water and then a fish, it'll start vibrate. And it says press A to like reel in the fish. And then you have to do a a time, a little rhythm timed event where like the circle goes into smaller.
2: Right, right, right. Um,
0: right. And depending on that, like you may get catch like two fish or something like that Um, or catch it at all, depending on how bad you are. Actually, I'm pretty good at that one, which I'm surprised at. And so also always use your fishing. I, there are days uh, and you'll see on your calendar where fishing is more profitable, and I say to save your bait because it is limited uh, until a certain point of the game um, uh, for those days. And then <clears throat> with it, there's also a dining room mechanic. There's two things you can do in it. One is you can cook with somebody, and depending on what you cook, your entire team that month will get a stat boost. So if you cook, um, like, one, like, everyone may get plus three luck for the rest of the month but the next month it resets.
2: Can we go back real quick to the the gardening? Yeah. Uh like what kind of buffs are you getting from this?
0: So, uh one of them like I think the goddess of life is yeah. like plus 4 charm. Okay. Uh there's plus 2 speed, plus 1 uh like plus whatever dex, speed, charm, defense, resilience. Okay. Uh
2: Yeah, cuz it just reminds me it reminds me of like the Crafting in Breath of the Wild that like hardly anybody talked about, but like that shit's super useful, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, um, and the thing is, like, it's not just like one character only can use, like, these, like, you get, they're like seals, right? That you can give to, eat, like, any character you want. So if you, I want my, like, my, t- like, at the beginning, one of my, uh, like, mages is super squishy. Give him a fuck ton of defense and resilience.
2: Yeah. And it's it's consumable though, right? And yeah, it's consumable.
0: Right. So it's did a one-time I? thing, but um, a lot of people, I I have really, besides like the people who made the guides. It's like because you can also after you've planted your plants, you can cultivate them, and there's different things you can do like water prune, unicorn tears, um, tears. Yes.
1: <laughs> did yeah. I did I miss where you talked about the benefits of fishing? Did I miss did I miss that? Oh,
0: like you get different fish. Some uh some fish so there is sorry, real quick. I, I didn't I didn't touch on this, but with fish but did that answer your question for Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with fishing, um you can get like regular fish, you can get some fish that give you the bonuses when you cook in the dining hall. Like the one person in you like cook and get the bonus for everybody. Okay. And there's some fish that are uh just like worth a lot of money. So um mm-hmm. So you can go and catch the fish. Uh, The the small blue are going to be small fish. The big blue are going to be bigger fish. There's red, which is rare fish. And then gold ones, which are obviously, like, the ones that are going to be worth money. And then there... I haven't seen it yet, but I have seen video where there's, like, a rainbow fish that does something amazing. I don't know. I haven't gotten it yet. Um, But I'm assuming that one probably does, like, major stat boost. Uh, So then... Yeah, so you can garden and fish, and then you can go to the dining hall. You can cook. There's, like, one where you can cook with somebody one-on-one. But there's also, uh, there's also like, the head chef that you can go and have meals with people. You don't have to have meals with just people on your team. But if you do have meals with people on your team, it will boost their motivation. And I'll talk about that in a second. And But it also boosts your support. And it boosts your support between the two characters that you can pick, because you can only pick up to two.
1: Is support the analog? I just want to make sure I understand. That is the analog for like the level of relationship that someone has. Yep. With someone, okay.
0: So with support levels, you a can like create them to have a paired ending because there's a bunch of paired endings between the characters that are that are not you and like that are not uh the main character's na- like default name is Blyleth, uh or Blythe, and then um are you Blyleth? Yes. I mean, I chose I changed the name. Well, the first time I tried That's the one they added
2: to Smash. So, they added... So, like, yeah, because it's funny, because they had already put Robin in Smash, which was, like, the player character for Awakening. Okay, so... so I guess they're
1: continuing on with that. Okay, now I understand. Kind of.
0: And... So, with your support levels boosted, you also can do... um, You also get, like, support when you do, like, certain attacks. You also get support... um, with your battalions, which I'll talk about in a little bit, too. And then, of course, like, you get the interactions and um, can have, like, a ending with that person if you choose them. But you have to have them to a certain support level to be able to choose them. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so when you eat is really how you... Besides, like, battling with them, but is really how you can uh, bolster support levels. So I have... Between gifts... um. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier, but tea, at a certain point, you will be able to invite characters to have tea with you, and each of them have a favorite tea, and there's conversation topics. When you first go and explore the monastery before you pick the house, you can um, see, like, rosters, but at any point, you can also, like, see which uh, roster of your characters, but um, in the beginning, you see a roster of characters, and it has a general, like, likes and dislikes thing, and so, like, the tea, I think there's, like, 50-something topics that you can, like, choose from, but it randomly picks three of them. But one of those three, at least one of those three, sometimes it's two of the three, uh, your character will like to hear. So you'll talk about monastery st- secrets, a view from the bridge, um, mm-hmm. admirable comrades, like, things like that, whatever you ca- think the character's going to like. And if you do really well, then it boosts your support points. But no matter what, um, for the rest of that month, it will boost the charisma between you and that character and then also build the support levels. So between gifts, eating at the dining hall, um inviting them to tea, you can really boost your support levels in multiple ways with characters. They do take a fraction of your points when you explore a monastery because when you first explore it, you have a certain amount of action points. The reason the garden and fishing is so great is because they don't take action points. Eating in the dining hall, um, having tea will take action points. Giving gifts will not, which is why a lot of people are like, hey, just shoot the system, get a bunch of gifts. And like some people just use a greenhouse specifically just for flowers so they can just like send flower after flower after this person to this person. And, sorry. Okay. And then like get them the to level time. B so they can do that.
2: So like when you're talking about... The support system, like I'm assuming you're talking about like in most Fire Emblem games, if you build your relationship with somebody and you are uh, next to them in battle, you do better. Like your stats are buffed.
0: Yeah, this one you don't have to be right next to them. You just have to, both of the characters have to be within um, attack distance to the same enemy. Mm -hmm. So even, so say um, you and a character have like a really good support team. One of them is super long range and you choose Byleth to be more of a like up close fighter then as long as that person can hit in range, you can be like four or five squares and still get the gambit bonus. Yeah. Or not the gambit, but the support bonus.
1: I have a piggyback question uh, for that goes off of Tom's question. Um, when you have two people that are within attacking distance for the same dude, like, is there any sort of tag team attack? There's, like, unique animations for that?
0: Uh, there are unique animations in the um, support team thing. Like, and it's just, it's something, like, huge. It's just, like... Uh, it's like it just says like gambit bonus or support bonus, and it just has like kind of like Power Rangers-esque where it has like lightning in between, and it has like animation of each character's like face just like going like ha.
1: I do like Power Rangers.
0: Uh, like you know, like how like it showed all of them on the screen. And it was just like the sure. little lights, but, like that's that's morphin what you time. get. Uh, you get in time. Um, but um, one thing I forgot to mention is with. So planting and harvesting in the greenhouse, you can only like if you plant something, you can't harvest it that same exploration time. Like you have to wait till the next time to pick it up. So planting what you do want to plant does matter, especially in the beginning, because you'll only have a co- like one or two slots for to plant sleet, uh, seeds. But as you gain professor levels, which I'm about to talk about, you'll get more. You'll get more slots. Same thing with um, get more slots. Uh, I was laughing at the
1: <laughs> concept, the professor level. Yeah, me too. Laugh.
0: So, um, like I said, when you explore, you get you have a certain amount of like action points. Dining in the dining hall, tea, or there's also where you can train with professors, and I'll talk about that in a second. After that, um, you get like action points, and depending on what your professor level is, it depends on how many action points you can use. You build your professor level by uh, reading books that you find. Some of them are in the library. Surprise, surprise. Fishing. Mm. Fishing, even though it costs, you know, action points, will give you professor points, like, for every fish you catch. PPs. So mm. even if it's not, like, a super great time to fish, like, it's nothing, like, special going on, if you are, like, super close to a professor level, it may be beneficial to go in and fish. Like, just to, like, get you over that, that like, level point, because next time you come back to the monastery, you'll have more action points to do stuff. Hmm um say like having meals will bu- build up professor points uh doing tra- certain trainings will build up professor points and um later if you d- in new game plus there's another way to get professor points but your professor level is unlike everything else every other skill is rated from e to s plus so it's e e plus d d plus c so forth sure, so sure, on sure. except for professor level it only goes up to a plus um.
2: You can't get higher than that, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: You can get S+ plus and everything uh, else.
1: Have you ever seen an S on your report card, Chanae? You know how professors work? Yeah. All right.
0: I am a professor in this game, so I do know how they work sure. poorly. I flirt with all the students. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
1: that's, you're going to get yourself fired for that, man. You might want to wait till you get some tenure under your belt. Sure.
0: Uh well, the the bishop really likes me.
1: Sure.
0: To the surprise of everybody. A lot of teachers are are a lot of uh, a couple of the people in the game are like Why'd you make her professor? Why are you being so nice to her? Why are you giving her power? We don't fucking know her.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I don't know you. Yeah. So. um, What else did I say I was going to be with Professor Lovell in a second? I said I was going to get two. Uh,
1: I don't know. I will say this, Shanae. This game sounds, and I don't know if this is uh, true for all Fire Emblem games, but this game sounds mechanically dense.
0: It and is, but
1: it sounds but like we're dealing with systems on top of systems on top of systems here, which ordinarily I like.
2: So having not played this, I know at least difficulty-wise this is easier than most other fire emblem games. Okay. Okay. Fire emblem games, but like It can be. She so is talking about certain mechanics that don't exist in previous fire emblem games. So
1: are these mecha- so are cuz I'm wondering and I guess Tom of uh, the three of us you'd probably be more qualified to speak on it, but you haven't played it. No. But I would be curious to know if the mechanics in this game are... Mechani- there are mechanics that... Like, all the mechanics that carried over from previous Fire Emblem games, plus all this other new shit that she's talking no, about. No, because
0: there's some things that it takes out or doesn't put as much emphasis on. Okay. Uh, so that makes it different.
2: That said, like... You've played games like XCOM and Tactics and, you know, into yeah. the Breach and stuff like that. Like, I think you would be fine playing this game. So
0: that's what I – one of the things I'll, I was – yeah. So – and I'll touch on the mechanics <coughs> and, like, how dense they are in a second. So then there's also uh, – Like, kinda, Fire
2: Emblem is no Disgaea, you know? Like, that's uh, – you could you could wrap your mind around this Disgaea's for sure. is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I'll hit uh, two more things, and then I'll kind of, like – Talk about it. So, there's also these things called battalions that are also a new mechanic to the game. And they can really...
2: Italians? Sh- battalions. Oh.
0: Battalions. They... <laughs> uh, there's no Italy in this game. Sure, Sorry. Sure. sure. Uh, so Arrivederci. They <laughs> 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 Buongiorno.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: They are like... So in this game, you can see, like, closer and closer views in the battlefield. And, like, if you have a battalion, you can actually see them if you go, like, super close. But they kind of add something extra to your character. They add another attack or heal or um, some sort of special quality to your character. There is, like, other things like combat attacks, abilities that for a character that you can think about. But as far as battalions, they are just, like, exactly what they sound like. They're troop people that you can add to your character. Some but other. it's
2: added to a character. Yes. So you're still moving just one unit. Correct. Okay. So that's that's the biggest thing. When I first saw footage of this game, I was like, there's so many more people in this than any other Fire Emblem game. Like so on the play field, you we're know? We're
1: talking about a group of people who are- Move
2: as a unit. Okay. Yeah. Similar okay. similar to like in Advance Wars, I was okay. assume. That
1: it's like know. you are the leader
0: and they are your battalion. Right, I'm right, right. right. the name. Yeah. Um,
2: Fire Emblem before, there's nothing like that.
0: So with that, there's so many things you can do. You can give a super tank-heavy character um, a battalion that does heals, and they can do um, that's cool. And they can do like uh, like a two by six square like of heals. Like so, if you have like everybody kind of behind them, you can set it to where they heal everybody behind them as, and then and then like next round have them go forward because it does sure. take one of your um, turns. They, I think they call them untapped or tapped characters yeah, so t- so it taps one of your characters to where you can't use them anymore. But like, say if it's ever- like Magic
2: the Gathering, yeah, you got yeah. sideways.
0: Yep. So with it, you can kind of have characters like say if you have two characters that are similar, like both like cavalier characters where they're like lances on horses, but like you give one of them a ranged uh, battalion where they can go like three or four squares ahead of you, take out like a group of like four people, and then um. And then you can have your other character move in. Mm -hmm. So it really gives you, so not only do you have such a variation in like the kind of characters that you can play and how many. Because I have proven in my last game that you can recruit every single character that is available to recruit in a game. Right. You're just not going to use them. And also it just kind of makes things really annoying when you go to try and teach people shit. Because you do also teach in this game. You are a teacher. Um, Mr. Feeney. And so, yeah, I guess
1: you're a little bit too involved with the students in the way that he was, huh?
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: well, hopefully, Mr. Feeney didn't date any of the students. I just,
1: well, why is it okay for Fire
2: Emblem to date the students, but not Feeney?
1: See, I
0: feel because like in Fire Emblem's
2: o- got to get his dick wet too.
0: Because in Fire they're possibly the same age. I mean, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Because you don't know when your birthday is. He, he,
1: might, he he. I might. mean, I don't know how old Mr. Feeney is. He might have crossed the line by get, by meddling in their personal affairs too much, but he never tried to date him as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he's not
2: a diddler.
0: But this this
1: Byleth person? <laughs> I don't yeah, know, man. did
2: one all over the place. Well,
0: this is a, also know. an office, a, officer's academy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're telling me also this is a police s- academy?
0: Yes. Uh. there? <laughs> <laughs> So, I think that so as soon as you get battalions, I say try to apply them as soon as possible. Um, sure. If you have characters that you really want to use both of them, but they're both pretty similar in the, the what they do on the battlefield, I say look into maybe on one of them. Because your battalions also have levels, and that's based off your authority level, which you can level up in uh, trainings or in like, teaching classes. And, um, or in the battlefield. So, with that, you can, um, build up your authority level and get different battalions. So, if you have two two different characters that are very similar, but you like both of them, like, you like their story, and you want to, like, use both of them, I say highly look into battalions to see how you can make them different and what they can bring to the battlefield. Like, so, if you want both of them, but it's kind of leaving out, like, a character for another slot, you can make one of them have, like, a magical attack. Yeah. Um... So, I think that's really cool. As far as... What else was I going to touch on? What
1: are you the professor of?
0: Like, you're not one thing necessarily. Because, yes, all of this sounds very, very dense. Yeah. But it's so easy, actually, to get through and play all of it and not feel like it's dense. Because when you start, let's, um like, in a week let's do a general week in a month. Some months are shorter than others depending on when a, a battle falls or like an endpoint point falls. But let's say a regular week on uh and then say like through the week you'll have or like sometimes it's like a holy event or it's like do you want to participate in it and I'll boost up your faith skills which is your healing skills and then I'll pick ran- two random students to like Go pray with you, and then they'll also get like healing points post boost up. It doesn't take any action points, and just like there's no reason not to do it, right? Unless, like, you want to play a character that hates the church, and then this is literally just and like, which is fine, you can totally do that. And um, other That's times, what I'm gonna do. other times, you'll yeah. run across people's birthdays, and in the beginning, all you can do is give them flowers, but later, like, if it's a certain character's birthday, you can have a tea party with them, and then. Uh, you know, boost up support that way. And then on Friday, normally in your your last class, you'll have a group task set out for, like, two characters, and it's either to build up their flying, heavy armor, or writing abilities, which is, like, the hardest ones to really build up as far as in-game character goes. So then two of them will do that. You'll get some bonuses for that, and then you have to choose. Either explore the monastery, do a seminar, which, like, you and a bunch of students... Uh, Well, one of the other teachers teaches a class and then each of them has like a level like, you know, like authority level C and like Lance level C. And if you go that like it'll boost depending on how far you are and depending on which characters have those as goals. Like you'll just have have a class and then you'll build motivation. Motivation is what I want to talk about. Actually, motivation is something you need to teach students. Um, And I'll talk about that in just a second. So then there is like, you know, you can do a seminar or you can do battles and then they have auxiliary battles which, they've, um, which aren't new to Fire Emblem. They have been auxiliary about, like, optional battles beforehand. Mm-hmm. And with that, like, you can build up your stats, obviously, like, if you keep doing that. Some of them have items that you need later to um, repair or forge um, weapons. Some of them just have gold, which you need to buy things. And then some of them have, like, meats and stuff that you need for cooking. And then... Uh, and then the last option you have is rest, which I just, like that option. Which basically That's just skips favorite. a day, and and then there are there is a oh, certain weapon that you too. get called the sword of the creator, where hmm. it is a little bit harder to get materials to repair it. But if you choose the rest option, then it'll repair your sword. Your sword. Nice. Um,
1: Through the power of the Lord. I yeah never pick <laughs> the rest. Lord's sword. <laughs>
0: I never pick rest because I feel like it's a waste of time because there's so many ways to get materials. Never stop
1: hustling. You rest know. is important to me. Yeah. Yeah. But she's on her grind twenty four seven.
0: Yeah, so and then you pick one of those, and then um, the next day after that is like is the Monday, so you have to teach, and then each character has goals, and with your and you can set them as whatever you be are uh, at want, and at the end of the week, no matter what like happens, those goals will like move up. And the goals are like, you know, uh, like axe, sword, lance, uh, heavy armor, writing, flying, uh, f- faith, which is like healing, uh, reason, which is like magic. Um, <laughs> and you can see, and then like with the right trigger on any of the characters where you go and look at their goals, uh-huh. you can see the list of classes. So say like I, it is always a really, really good thing in mind to l- to think about which in classes you want for each character and start working on them. Because it is really hard later to change your mind and then like redo all these like teachings. So normally now for my second and third, I'll go through each character list that I know that I'm gonna play and like just see which the end game is and make their goals kind of fit so they can meet requirements to get these other classes. So you teach them, and as you teach them in the uh and you can teach them it doesn't have to be the goals they set but you teach them and um at the end of the week like from monday to friday at the end of the week they will then each get a bonus to whatever their goals are and then uh you'll go back to that screen where it gives you the option to explore battle whatever on there there's also one that's called certificates and if you get so many levels or like do so well in proficiency and like say like lance then you can be a fighter and you can have them take a certificate class become a new class and they have to do that for each level up f- except for uh, the head of the household and then you you eventually will get your own special classes that nobody else can touch but um, for the most part yes it's just going like you, before you get your special classes at the end of whenever you get their special class like you still need to level them up and if you've mastered whatever class you're at before you level before you make them go to uh, reclass them then you get a bonus that stays with them no matter which class they pick. Mm. So a lot of the a lot of their first ones are like common or noble, and if you beat that and if you max out that, then they get a plus five to HP, and that stays like
2: You're right forever.
0: Yeah. So there is like benefits to not just continually like jumping up until you've finished it, um, on there, and that's how you build them up. But all of it works pretty well because when you whenever I start to start an explore oh, there's one mechanic I forgot to touch upon, but I can do that now. Um, so first day of the month, I always pick explore because that's when, because every beginning of every month, there's always new conversations and I just walk around the monastery and you see the speech bubbles. So you know who you've talked to and who you've not. So it it does like keep track of that for you. Also, if like you. That's
2: nice. I like that. That's nice. So you go through. That's a small thing right there.
0: Yeah. So you go through and like some people will have like quest and they will have like a scroll with a little exclamation point. So you know that they have a quest and some will just have speech bubbles. Yeah. So you go through the entire monastery. Um, I always, like I said, the first, first, um, Saturday, Sunday of like the month that you get, I always explore. You could just walk around. I walk, I have a, I have a route now that I like, I'm used to walking. So I need to make sure I hit every single point. And like that, I also know at this point where also you'll come across like other items, like fishing, uh, stuff like seeds, things like that. They will be hidden around the monastery. So before you can, there eventually will be a shop owner that you can buy some fishing material from like baits. But until then, that's, that's the best. That's
2: a good way to just find some extra stuff.
0: Yeah. Until then, that's the gr- best way to do it. And as I go through, I go to the greenhouse. I, I talk to certain people. I go by uh, the places I need to hit, see whatever quests I need. And then uh, and then I look at how many action points I have left, look at my goals, which is all in a journal that you can reach out to at any point, see who needs to be connected more, where I want to go. Then I go like hit the dining hall, have a couple lunches, and it's pretty easy, honestly, to keep it all together. <coughs> and then, um, if say if there's like a on the calendar, like you'll see uh, on each of the hall, holi- uh, each of the weekends, it tells you ahead of time like there's going to be a rare monster battle on this date. So if I know that, then I'm just gonna do all my hmm. monastery stuff beforehand, and then go to my battles the next weekend I get.
2: Is there a contextual reason for that? Uh, to tell you on this date there's going to be a rare monster battle,
0: yeah, because they say it's your professor's calendar.
2: Yeah, but, like, why would they know on that date there's going to be this rare monster battle?
0: Yeah, I mean, not, not there has
2: to be. I was just curious. No, they, I mean, they just say, like, yeah. oh, well,
0: because you're a professor, like, you have like this calendar that lets you know, like, sure, 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 so like to plan ahead. So, I for the most months, honestly, it's explore, battle, explore, battle, for, like the ones that have like four weekends in a month, yeah. Is the best way to do it.
2: Can you bone in this game?
0: No.
1: Finally. I have no meaning to ask that. I didn't
2: I didn't think you could because Nintendo. I was curious.
0: So uh so Can
2: you bone? I was curious. It's an honest (laughs) question, you know. Like
0: in the exploring, I've one thing I've definitely failed to mention. Well you bone
2: in awakening. It's you don't see it, but there's implied boning in awakening because you have you make kids, you know.
0: Uh, no, but I don't think it's this one because, A, like, they're, <laughs> they're students, so you don't actually even truly romance them and in
2: their the until
0: uh, a time jump happens.
2: Okay. But after the time jump, then you bone.
0: No, there's no, no bone in. At least not that I've seen. Okay. There is uh, a lot of character. Well, there's one character named Sylvan that loves to flirt, and whenever he builds up support levels with, like, other guys, like, it does kind of, like, center around that. Like, like one of them. He is, like, a nobleman who's, like, trying to find a girl to, like, basically, like, bear him children. That's of, like, noble birth as well. Because he thinks it's, like, the noble's duty to, like, procreate. So okay. okay. I thought you were going to go into, like,
2: some fucking relento, like, pure race thing here. So, (laughs) then,
0: he'll, like, so, like, (laughs) on his, uh like, he's, like, trying to trap a girl and, like, strikes out. And the guy who, like, loves to flirt is, like... Oh, you're such a dweeb, like, striking out that girl. She'll never be interested. He's like, oh, I'd like to see. So he goes and tries to hit on the same girl. Yeah. And she immediately turns him down as well. Okay. So there's a couple, like, there's a couple of them where, like, it's basically them both just trying to hit, like, chat up chicks and both of them failing nonstop. Sure. And I think it's just really funny. They, a lot of the characters have, like, really intricate backstories that makes you want to do the support levels between them. Like, two of them, uh, one of them. <clears throat> uh, two of them, One of them, his parents died, and the other one blames himself for the other guy's parents dying because like of his family's stuff. So he keeps like in the beginning keeps trying to avoid that guy. And the guy's like, "We used to be friends as kids. What are you being so weird about now?" Yeah. And then uh, like eventually, if, if you build there, you like find out like why he's like, "Oh, well, you're being an idiot because I don't fucking blame you." <laughs> so like we're friends. Deal with it. I don't know. Like it's just like I don't know. There's a lot of things that you wouldn't that until you play through multiple times, you don't really always pick up on because of how the story is told. Yeah. But as you play it more and more, everybody's interconnections makes a lot more sense. And even if you like feel like you got a grasp of characters, like what they're like in one playthrough, you might find out like a completely different side to them through another one. And I think that's keeps it really fresh, makes you want to replay it. But um, one major thing I forgot to talk about is gifts or lost items. I should say, Uh, so lost items are all over the monastery starting, I think the third or fourth month and they, every month there's new ones until a time skip happens and you have to figure out who they are. So one will be like an, like a wooden button and it's like, Oh, somebody who doesn't come from money. And it's like, well, that's there's a whole fuck ton of commoners here. Who has this wooden button? Like a shirt button? (laughs) Yeah, I guess it is labeled a wooden button. Okay. So you have to go and figure out who these belong to. There are also guides out there on who they belong to, but uh, and when you return them, they build. if they are part of your team, then it builds motivation. And if they are not, then it builds, I mean, it, motivation and support. And if they're not part of your team, it just builds support. So if you are wanting a character to join your team, finding their lost items is great. If you have a character on your team and uh, returning lost items doesn't take action points so it's a pretty easy way to like also build support but they also have to have a lost item that month or the next month because you can hold on to them so that's another tip or trick if you have an item that you know belongs to somebody and you have them at t- and they're on your team and they have top motivation wait until they don't and then give it to them because they don't expire until the time jump mm. so you can hold off on those for the ones that you know like who they belong to like some are really really easy. Like, one of them uh, is this guy who is in love with Rhea. Like, he's, like, he he's devoted to the church. He's, like, all about the archbishop. And there's, like, a painting of her somewhere. Like, it's obviously his. Like, I'm not going to return that until I need to. Yeah. But I also just hate that kid. He has the worst fucking storyline. So I just never return his items.
2: Okay. Um. I mean, you can hate who you want to hate, Sinead.
0: Yeah. So he's so boring. If you ever play, you'll see you know what I mean. Um... So, like, lost items are a really good thing, but I also uh, think it's one of those things that people don't really utilize as well as they could because yeah. they just try to return them all, but you don't necessarily have to. Um, and that's also something that is pretty easy to take care of and also keep track of because it's in your inventory. that You can check at any point, and it's, like, as you go explore the monastery, you're going to come across them. They're not really, like, super hidden. They're all in, like, big places that you need to visit at some point.
2: Right, right, right.
0: So, and... I don't know how true this is about all of them, but I have found some items from a previous month that I did not pick up in the next month. I don't know how often that sticks over. Uh, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, so there's guides on there own for that. And then as far as motivation, uh, when you instruct a class, I said that you can instruct them on things that necessarily aren't their goals. The only time you can instruct them is if their motivation's up. So really for those you want their motivation to be at 100%, because that means that you have uh, four tries to teach them something or like okay. push them up. If they only have, if your motivation's only at like twenty five percent, then you only have one try.
2: I see, I see, I see. Okay. So,
0: but you can only teach people mm. on your team. Uh, so, like, that's a that's a thing. So I mean
2: that seems to make sense.
0: Yeah. So, like, having doing all these things pretty naturally will build up their motivation. Like, all these things fall into one of another. And then they all, of course, benefit your support. And then also, and then benefit your fighting. With fighting, um, is turn based. It's pretty regular. Um, fire emblem in most regards, the battalions obviously change things. Uh, before fire emblem is a big thing on swords, lances, and uh, axes. And like there's like a triangle, like one does better than the other.
2: Yeah, rock, paper, scissor.
0: There is that sort of thing in this game, but it's not as prominent because of all the different things that you can do in the game and like and uh like with battalions and things like that, like they also boost and hurt your um percentages depending on which one you have. Stop. Sorry. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> uh like depending on what you have, like they boost or like uh they boost or make it worse as far as like, you can be like plus two physical attack minus one magic attack. Yeah. Um and things on there. But um it's still there in the point as like some enemies like flying ones are gonna be worse against uh uh bows and arrows than like anything else. Things like that. Like some of them have like marked like what they're worse at. Some in general, like if you have an axe person, don't send a lance to them and a sword
2: yeah uh let me ask you as far as like the actual maps go in previous fire emblems at least the couple that i've i've played uh for the most part it's very very lateral there's not a whole lot of verticality is that still the case here like yes there's been flying you know you know flying units in in other games but like that doesn't really change the way that the battle is played other than you need to use a sp- specific unit or weapon type to attack them, you know? Uh, but like like in a game like Final Fantasy Tactics or a game like Disgaea, those are much more vertical. Uh, mm. Is there anything like that in this one or no? S- uh,
0: somewhat, yes. Because um, with this game I mentioned before, you have certain characters that can get the abilities to warp a character from like one place on the map to right. the other. There's also dancer characters where you can um like well there's a dancer that you have to do a special side quest in December. Uh pick someone who has high charisma in December for that for that quest. Well their version of December. But um
2: Is it a Santa Claus strip tease?
0: No, it's a it's a dance party thing. Okay. Um and so with that you'll become a dancer and like you can do like a special dance that will make someone have a second t- turn. Okay. But like there are so, there are some maps, yes, like, you can't have your characters fly over, but there are a lot, compared to, like, what I remember in the past, there are more maps where if you're a flying character, it helps a lot more. Like, there's some where you have to, like, save villagers, and to get over to there more easily, like, you have to have a flying character. It's definitely not, yeah, that's, like... Yeah, that's been a thing. Yeah, so definitely not, like, Disgaea or... Um, I do what else you said, but... As far as ver- verticality, I think it's better than any other Fire Emblem game I've played. But it's still not great.
2: Yeah. And not that it's necessary. Like, I'm perfectly happy with just a flat battlefield, you know. But, so like, like in Kingdom Battle, oh. right? Mario plus Rabbids, I really like the verticality in that, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, like, so, there... So <clears throat>
2: or, like, XCOM even, you know.
0: Uh, so, like, um, the environment does matter because there are a lot of maps that have stairs. And if you're on a mounted class, then you don't go as far you can always dismount and then go up yeah
2: horses can't go upstairs uh not not well apparently Yeah. um they're fighting herds
0: there if there's some sand maps so if you are any sort of like if you're on a horse or if you are a um like regular soldier then you'll then you won't go as far but if you're any of the magic classes then you aren't impeded by sand at all um there are a more than I remember any environmental effects, like if there are some, like there's like maps that have completely covered in fog that you'll need a torch
2: to sure, like sure, help sure. with.
0: There's some that have like bushes and stuff everywhere. So that will also impede people. Cool. Um, <clears throat> There's some that are like, like underground, like stair by stair. So you can't use like flying people to like go over anything because it's all underground. But you can use like warpy characters to like kind of bypass that. To bimp. To Banff, and <clears throat> I think it adds, like, a lot of different, like, I've watched people do some of the same fights that I've done and play them completely different ways than I do, and I think it's always just, like, super interesting to see how varied the play style is with uh, this Fire Emblem game, especially compared to other Fire Emblem games I've played.
2: Is it still, like, relatively short battles?
0: Um, For the most part, yeah, there are, like, especially the auxiliary ones, there are a lot of them that are really long.
2: It would define really long, though, because, like...
0: Like, 20, 20 turns.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: But most of them, especially with New Game Plus, I can beat, in like, three turns. Yeah.
2: I just feel like there's certain strategy games where, like, fuck, seems like I spend half an hour, 40 minutes on one battle. Fire Emblem's never been that for me. You oh, know?
0: some of them, yeah, I'll definitely do. Like, even if it's three turns, it'll be 30, yeah. 40 minutes, one battle. Okay. Um, and so... Yeah, so honestly, all of my, and then before you do go into battle, there's like the preparation mode where you can go to the market, like look at inventory, reclass people, like kind of do everything before the battle. If you've, and then also look at the map. So like say I didn't put any torches on any of the characters because I was like, I haven't done a fucking fog map in like 20 maps. All right, 20 maps.
2: Oh, that's such a good question. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so like I'll I'll go and like look at the map and I'm like, oh shit, so I need some torches. So I just go and like. Yeah. Gives them a defeat.
2: So you guys know, you guys familiar with Wargroove?
0: No. Yes.
2: Wargroove is like this indie company decided, hey, let's make a uh, Advance Wars style strategy game, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really like the game. Uh, but where I think it it falters is in that there are a lot of battles late in that game that like you kind of just have to jump in and then realize you don't have the right shit and lose that battle. And then do it again. And I hate that. I hate like not knowing,
1: you XCOM know, XCOM has a lot of that.
2: Right. Like is, is that a thing? Because the so you way you're talking retre- about like with retreat- the torches, you know. Uh
0: you can retreat at any point in any battle. Yeah. To the preparation mode. Yeah. You can't go past that, but you can still can retreat and restart it over. If sure, you sure, if you sure. um
2: I just don't like like I feel like uh within in, Better strategy games you can prepare for most anything that's upcoming and it's not a trial and error thing, you know? Oh yeah. And grew very quickly became that for me anyway. Um
0: no this one you can
2: You know, like like watching Ryan play into the breach, right? Like he picks what he wants to use and he can handle, you know, what whatever they throw at him and what they throw at him is completely random for the most part, you know. Uh, you, you can get through it, whereas uh, with with a game like Wargroove, like, nope. You just, you have to die and, and play again, you know?
0: Yeah, even in, like, the example I said, like, there's, like, ah, shit, there's fog all over this map. I should bring a torch. Yeah. Even then, like, the fog will still clear up if, if you have a character go in that area. Yeah. But it only sh- will show, like, a little bit around them, so if somebody else goes towards them, like maybe there might be like a hidden bandit, <coughs> and like come in and attack you, and you're like, ah, fuck, I didn't realize I was this close yeah. to something. Um, so like the torches even then help. So like, I don't think there's ever been a time where I've just been like, fuck my life, like, I can't I, do this, I can't do this. Right. So, It's always been like, fuck, I forgot to grab some chest keys. Mm-hmm. I because fr- they don't always supply you with because yeah. with chest keys. So sometimes there's chests on there, and you're like, no, I had a fucking key, I didn't bring one. Yeah, So yeah, I guess that, that treasure's not mine. Where
2: it's like, I can't do this because I didn't know this, you yeah. know, uh, and you start over and like. To be clear, I, I like that game; it's a good game, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's things a will be big, probably the biggest pet peeve of mine for strategy games, turn-based strategy games.
0: This, no, no, even with like, if you forget that, like, it, that you chose a sand level and like you just go and hit fight and like you don't even prepare. Right, and you can beat it. You can. It's going to yeah. take a f- whole lot longer. Yeah, because like they only move like three squares if you have like any sort of like. Armored class on the sure. sand, and it's like, and the next guy is like forty squares away. So you're like, well, I'll I'll, I'll make it to you. Right, just, right,
2: Just right, right, stay right.
0: there. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> so it is possible. Like in no way, shape, or form do I ever felt like I can't beat this fight. Um, I just think that I was like, I the only time I've ever done the retreat on there. There's also something that's new to the games called uh, Divine Pulse where if you press it, it re- like you can rewind time. So say I, there's <clears> certain, <throat> so there, um so with certain characters, when you fight them, if a certain character goes to, to defeat them, you'll maybe get the option to keep them alive and like join your team. Mm-hmm. Or um it'll have like a really big effect on the story. Like I made, I made one guy kill his adopted dad cool uh, just for the fun of it I'm, I'm evil yeah you killed top. i i i legitimately only recruited him to my team so he can kill his adopted dad yeah. um so awesome. say so like i've had instances where i Not like wanted a certain ending because i want this person to take out this person sure. and it like they missed their shot so like you can just do the divine pulse go back a little bit and then have them try again You do only get a certain amount of them, and I think they are based off of your professor level. I may be wrong about that. But, um, you get, they're called divine pulses in battle, and you can, you know, turn back time. Or say, like, even in your last uh, playthrough, like, your last turn, like, you had one character just situated a little bit weird where you got too much attention and it killed him. You can still divine pulse go back and then just have him stand a little bit different so he doesn't get targeted. Um,. And all of it, just like, yes, it's a lot, but it doesn't feel like necessarily a lot. It always just feels like there's just more game to do, because it all, like, benefits each other. Mm-hmm.
1: And it doesn't the- sound like a lot. It sounds like a lot because you're, you're laying it out, like, verbally, but I think yeah. to get your hands on it and play it, it's probably all very Yeah,
0: necessary. that's why I kind of wanted to c- come across. Like, yes, it's a lot, but, like, as you play, it all organically feels like it's there. Well, so- I
1: mean, if you think about a strategy game, and, you,
2: you know, you've got these, you've got the farming and you know the teaching and all that crap like that does not sound like that much you know like
0: so and if you are on a so I guess so another thing that is something to think about with this game they really talk about crest a lot like it's one of the main
2: the toothpaste
0: no It's one of the main um, points of contention between any a lot of the characters in the game is that um, with this church uh, of Saros, there's also these nobility. And then they all have crests. And there is this guy named Nemesis who is...
1: Whoa, rad. Stars. Stars. (laughs) Who is called
0: the King of Liberation. Um, He died like a thousand years ago in the past. There are (laughs) a... There is a group called those who s- called those who slither in the dark that The
2: Kings of Liberation?
0: The, k- the King of Liberation. Well, said there was a group of them. And then there's a group who are called those who slither in the dark. Oh, okay. Who are worship uh, That's what
2: I call my penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um gross, you find yeah. out more about them, like say I'm trying to not spoil as much in the game as possible, as far as like actual story goes, sure, um, who play a main part part in the game, especially with the with, like nemesis and stuff, and they are very much against the church and, and uh,
2: stars, I'd imagine they
1: would be, yeah
0: i. I don't know Star of the Gas. I, I legitimately don't know what you all are referencing, so it, it means nothing to me.
1: Nemesis is the guy who showed up in Resident Evil Three to hunt down the remaining members. Never of played, never
0: played Resident Evil Three, so again,
1: wha- no. yeah, I was, that's why I was explaining yeah. it to you. Yeah.
0: Anyways, <laughs> um, so with that, like crests are kind of like a mark of nobility. There is ten hero relics, which is supposed to be like the ten guards of like the King of Liberation, Nemesis, and um they nobility really 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 p- put an emphasis on having a crest like the king of the empire his daughter aldegar uh, who is um the leader of the black eagles that has like the two routes she is i think the third or fourth one out of 11 kids and she's the only one born with a crest a lot of times if a nobleman has like children that are born without crests and they just keep trying until they get one because you can't be a leader of your house without a crest. So people are either.
2: You want that crest.
0: And then also there's like experimentation done on some children where crests are put into the nobility of the children. All of them either die or go mad. and Mad crest disease. <laughs> and um, or like something else terrible happens to them. And it's just unless you have a crest like you're absolutely nothing. And it really caused a lot of contention and strife. Some some people are implanted with two crests. Um, uh, you later find out that your crust is the same as the King of Liberation' the nemesis, the crust of flames, which I guess you could say is fire emblem in a different wording.
2: Yeah, fire flame crust. Yeah, the, the, the Crest of flames.
0: flames.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a flame crust awakening.
0: And to use these hel- hero relics. You do need these crests, so it is, like, important to know who has what crest in some capacity or at least have a background, or pull up a handy guide like I have, and you you'll get- cheat. No, it says in there, but, like, it's all, like, <laughs> written as, like, their description in, like, a long story, and I'm like, I just want to know who has what.
2: Okay. And- Okay.
0: Uh A shortcut, as you will. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's that part, too, to- th- To care about, I think that if you do start trying to read more about the crests in each family lineage, which is in the library, you can read more instead of just skipping over it like I did the first couple times.
2: Yeah, you got to read today.
0: Yeah. Uh, It really benefits the story as far as like why things are happening, getting a better understanding. But if you really care about crests, well, I guess if you really care about the history of the church, like the golden deer is probably one of the more interesting ones. If you care more about crests and how they have affected nobility, the black eagles is a really good one. And if you just want to be a good blonde boy, I guess pick blue lions.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you picked them all, so uh, you yeah. Know well, you well and them.
0: also next month is the DLC, which they're going to introduce a fourth house. So I'm going to play that one too. Yeah.
1: Well, they can't,
2: I think it's going to be the red.
0: No, uh, <laughs>
1: the blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: it's basically going to be like, a, a a shadow fourth house that lives underneath the church that nobody knows about
1: people underneath the stairs yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah with <laughs> <laughs> with Fire Emblem I've I've just really enjoyed it like That's there's awesome dude. there's a lot to do but I think it's really fun seeing all, like, all it connects I've played through it multiple times each one with a different goal in mind as and I you're play still them going. oh yeah no to the point where I I got fresh with Kingdom Hearts and I was like please Fire Emblem <clears> just comfort me <laughs>
2: That's awesome, man. That's really good. Uh, I do want to play it. I don't know when I'll get around to it, but I, yeah, it definitely interests me.
0: So yeah, um, play Fire Emblem. Keep some of the things I said in mind.
2: Cool. Uh, I got a small thing for this week. All right, what is it? Ryan, you've been playing Spider-Man PS4.
1: Yeah. So That's a good Peter Parker, by the way.
2: Yeah. Probably my... I don't know if I want to say my is favorite. Is he Parker? One of my favorite... Collectibles in video games is those backpacks mm-hmm. because they just kind of flesh out the world, yeah, you know. And like early, well, I guess you find them in whatever order you find them. I found one early in the game that have like uh this dumpling recipe. And like, uh, have you, how far are you in the game?
1: Uh, not very
2: okay. Well, later in the game, like, I just it comes up again, like I, in, in a story cutscene, yeah. it comes up again, and like it's just.
1: Each backpack has like a little a little thing. A little I what I like about of the of the of the backpacks that I found so far. Yeah. They all just have like like aside from the fact that they're put up there by a superhero with web slinging powers. Yeah. They're all filled with like just r- regular teenager stuff. Yeah,
2: but like it's it's just stuff I that like really it. flushes out the world and the Marvel universe and all that yeah. and like you know, I've never been a huge Marvel guy, but it is it is really cool stuff.
1: I like I f- one of the ones I found just had like the menu from like him and Mary Jane's first date or something like yeah. that.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's so much cooler than collecting an orb, you yeah. know? Like, I, it, it's a small little Wasn't thing. Wasn't it yeah. an
0: Arkham Asylum that you would collect to patient files yeah. or like yeah. get to hear them? I thought yeah. those were cool too.
2: Yeah. So that's my small thing for this week. Right on. Very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, shit. I forgot something to mention something about Fire
1: Go
2: ahead. Shanae. We got you. What is it?
0: So I forgot to talk about the blacksmith. I mentioned it briefly. So later in the game, you'll also get an ability to either forge or repair weapons that you have.
2: So you're the blacksmith.
0: Uh, no. Like I mean, like I take it to the blacksmith. Okay. So, um, with so the, with the forge materials, um, yeah. so with the DLC, you can also, uh, I think it's with the DLC. It might just be an update, but with the DLC, you can, um. There's cats and dogs, like, all around the monastery. Mm-hmm. You can feed the cats and dogs, like, fish and, like, things that you've grown. Or, like, meat that you've got. Fish heads. Uh, gotten, oh, d- no, it'll be the entire fish. And then they will uh, cough up, like, forage materials that you need. So if you don't really like doing a lot of battles, <coughs> you can still go around just feeding cats and dogs. No, and those
2: pets
1: are not healthy. Yeah. If, you know, if you feed a, a dog something and it coughs it up, you might not want to feed it to them anymore. Yeah. Well, it, just
0: says, it just says, like, hey, it looks like something's in their mouth. Yeah. And oh it's yeah. like, here's a mithril. Yeah,
1: now <laughs> I now I know this game is fake because there's no way you're gonna get a dog to show you what's in its mouth. Um, years.
0: Eh, depends on the dog.
1: Cinnamon always gulps it before I can get to it.
0: Uh, Luna's pretty good about it. Yeah. But um,
1: yeah, cyanide capsule or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, and another way if you d- if you like exploring more than you like the battles or want to not. Just, like, boost your level a whole lot, but want to get material to repair your weapons instead of, like, resting or doing other things. Uh, You can just feed cats and dogs.
2: I'm sorry. Like, I think I got this image in my head of, like, what if you took, like, a little chunk of cheese and put, like, a Halloween, like, blood capsule in there and gave it to Cinnamon so she's got, like, blood coming out of her mouth?
1: Oh, man, you'd be so spooked. Man, I hope Kaylee doesn't listen to this episode because that actually sounds like a real good prank. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do not do that. You don't know if your pet's going to have a reaction to fake blood. Don't do that.
1: No, they make they make some for dogs, too. Isn't
2: it all just like cornstarch? Yeah. I don't know.
1: I just feel like if you eat your own poop, you can probably eat <laughs> <Adam>. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if
0: you other pe- things, poop, too. Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got more, but that's all I'm going to say about Fire Emblem today. You can
1: keep going. Yeah, man. This is our show. Feel free. We don't have any limits.
0: Well, I don't want to spoil anything.
2: Oh yeah, don't spoil uh, it.
1: Sinead, at some point, because I do plan on playing this game, at some point, because I a lot of the talk that I would heard about Fire Emblem was less about mechanics and the th- way that the game worked, and more about you know thematically what's going on in this game. Oh, like, I al- want to talk about so much, like, but I don't want to spoil anything. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on, and I, oh, yeah. I and I I really want to. It sounds it sounds really interesting, so I'm looking forward to playing it and and uh seeing what what they're talking about but it all sounds like even speaking at like a high level about uh how that story goes i'm i'm looking I'm yeah looking forward to so
0: it. like so because of like crest stuff like some characters if you don't pair, pair them up like uh, at the ending and like you do that by building up support levels and there's certain ways you can get characters to have paired endings um if you don't in su- them with certain characters mm. like they'll just have a terrible end story and die cool but if you pair them with certain characters, they will figure out how to save them.
1: You know, I like it Some I like it when sometimes a story has a tragic ending.
0: Oh, yeah. There's some that, like, you're like, oh, well, you're so cute. Like, right now as, like, teenagers. And then, like, they grow up and, like, get married. And then like, they like, grow to resent each other. And one of them will die.
1: Like, last week, sure. I, I watched a Tyler Perry movie that had a tragic ending. Okay. So... Isn't that all of them? (laughs) I don't know. That's the only one I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's all I'm going to do now for High Level. Uh, You can find us on most podcast stuff, YouTube. Mm, Bye, guys. Later. Bye.